Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Saul Weinreb, the host of the podcast. As we study together the first book of Samuel, that's Shmuel Aleph, chapter 22, Perak Chaf Beis. <coughs> and we are up to verse 12, Pasuk Yud Bet. Vayomer Shaul, and Shaul said, Shaul said to Achimelech, who was the Kohen, who was the leader of the Kohanim in the city of Nov. Achimelech, as you remember, was the Kohen who greeted David when David came to the town of Nov. Um, and assuming that David was an uh, officer of the king, Shaul, Achimelech gave him uh, provisions for the road and gave him the weapon, the sword of Goliath, and he had been summoned to Shaul because Shaul was enraged that his people, and, and he was suspicious and paranoid that his entire court was against him because nobody was, was informing him of the intrigue to overthrow him by David. Of course, no one was informing him of this intrigue because no such thing existed. But in his paranoid mind, everything he saw, every person he saw was a potential threat. So Doeg, Ha'adomi, a foreigner, sensed this, understood this, and he knew that to ingratiate himself to the king, he has to hand over to the king more um, potential conspirators, whether it's true or not. So Shaul says, Shema no ben Achitiv, listen up, son of Achitov. This is somewhat of a degrading way to refer to someone, rather than call them by their name, call them son of Achitov meaning that his only significance is that he's a member of a priestly family, but he himself is worth nothing. The um, Vayomer, so uh, um, Achimelech answered, Hinni here I am, my master. Vayomer, I love Shaul. And Saul said to him, Lama kishartem alai, why have you, this is you in the plural, you and all of your buddies, the priests, why have you conspired against me? Atou ven Yishai, you together with, and that son of Jesse, the son of Yishai, again referring to David in a derogatory way. Besit chalo, because you gave to him lechem, you gave him food, v'cherev, and you gave him a sword, both of which were true, v'sha'ol lo be'lohim, and then you prayed for him in front of God, and you asked of God, for his success, which was not true, but that Doeg had fed him that lie. Lokum a lie, and you asked God for help for him to rebel against me, Orev Kayomazet, to set an ambush against me, like he's trying now. Shaul was afraid at every turn, somewhere behind was someone who was going to come after him and get him. Vayan Achimelech et Amelech Vayomar. And Achimelech answered the king and he said, Most likely, right here, at this point, Achimelech had as of yet never even known that there was any enmity between Saul, Saul and David. He had no reason to know this. He said, Who among all of your servants is as trustworthy as Dave, as David, as David? What do you mean? I, David came and I knew him as one of your trustworthy servants. He's your son-in-law. He's the son-in-law of the king. 
He is something, he always turns to do that which you ask him, and he's an honorable member of your household. So, what in the world are you talking about? Is basically what he said. Obviously, he didn't use those words to the king. What he said, what do you, he said, I'm, I did, I honor David because David is, is, is an honorable member of your, of your court. Hayom, this is verse 15, Hayom. This is, I, this is the first time, in other words, I haven't asked God for, his, for him, for his benefit. Um, it, there's, I would never do such a thing. This king should not, his majesty, your, your majesty, should not find any problem, any issue, any davar, any issue in my entire family, in my entire household. In other words, there's no such issue of rebelliousness of us against you. Your servant had no idea that there was any such thing going on. I had no idea that there was that there was a plot against you and that David was part of a plot against you. Never anything big or anything small. I never I didn't hear even rumors about it. And the king, of course, in his state of mind and paranoia, just assumed that Achimelech was lying. And he said, Most Tomos Achimelech, you are going to die. You and your entire family. And the king told the uh, his the servants that were standing over him, Sobu, surround him, and execute, kill all of these Kohanim, all of these priests of God. They are all together with David. Because they knew that he was running they didn't reveal to me that he was running but the king's servants did not want to to uh, to uh, raise a hand to send out their hands to hurt the, the priests so the king made this awful command to execute all of the priests and the king the people surrounding the king did not want to do it because they realized that this was wrong so Vayomer Hamelach Lidoeg. So the king looked to his loyal servant Doeg, and it, the the irony of this, the the painfulness of this, was he turned to Doeg, who was not one of the people of Israel. He was in the king's court, but he was a foreigner of an enemy nation of Edom. He didn't have a problem killing a bunch of a bunch of Israelites. So Vata, you turn Ufgabakonim, you slaughter the Kohanim. And Doeg Hadomi turned towards them. And he, um, he struck against the priests. And he killed on that day 85 men. Those that wore the ephod, the ephod being the garment worn during the worship of God in the tabernacle, uh, a linen ephod. Now, um, the people that refused to kill them did not protect them. Doeg single-handedly killed 85 people, or maybe Doeg had some helpers. The people that did not want to strike them down were not exactly kosher, were not exactly great actors here. They refused to carry out the king's order, but they didn't um, 
fight the king's order, and they allowed Doeg to go about his his um this mass slaughter. Um, this is one of the most painful incidents in the entire Bible, where we see how when the king is and a person gets so sucked into his paranoia, to his selfishness, to his suspicions, to his to his inability to to recognize his mistakes and and take responsibility to his failure for his failures um, and unwillingness to recognize where he went wrong, how far down he can sink down to the level of slaughtering innocent people. <laughs> And that it gets worse, Vade. Nov Irakwanim and the entire city of Nov, the city of the priests, he called he struck them down by the sword. Meishviad Isha, man and woman, even children and babies, and all of their animals were put to the sword. Um Hazal, the rabbis point out, you know, and and it's 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 striking how when Shaul was asked to to put to the sword the enemies of the people, Amalek, the enemies that were constant, you know, that were a constant thorn in the side of the people of Israel, the enemies that, that were a bunch of bandits and thieves, them he refused to carry out the order and kill everyone. Um, and he uh, spared the animals, he spared even their king. Um, but over here, when it was his own selfishness, Involved when it was his own arrogance and his own desire for power, he was willing to kill his own people all the way down to to the Shor Hamar and Seh. So um, uh, it's painful reading these words. It's difficult, but but it's important for us to learn this lesson of how far a person can go when they are not willing to accept responsibility. When they're not willing to uh, to learn the appropriate lessons that they should, and not willing to to um, to put the people over themselves in their own interest, by imalet and one there was one boy, one young son of of Achimelech ben Achitov, who one son of Achimelech the the who was the high priest, Ushmo Eviasar. His name was Eviatar. David. He was he escaped somehow, didn't get killed in this mass slaughter, and he ran to join David, um, who was at the time, as we learned before, down um, at the Mitsuda, right uh, at at the fortress. Um, I'm you know where where we studied before in the end of the last chapter. So Aviatar ran to him. And Eviatar went and told David, um, uh, what happened. That Saul had slaughtered all of the priests of God. And David said to Eviatar, Yodati, I know, Bayom Hahu. On, I, I, I'm sorry, not I know, but I knew on that day, that day that I, when I was there in the city of Nov, Kisham Doeg Hadomi, when I was there, that Doeg Hadomi, that Edomite, that traitor, that, that, uh, who was uh, in, uh, supporting Saul, I knew he was among the people there. I should, should have known that he was going to tell Saul. Um, 
Anochi Sabosi Nefesh I am responsible for the deaths of your entire family. So here we have the contrast where David really didn't have much choice in the matter and certainly wasn't at fault. And maybe you can look, turn back the clock and say, well, well, if he was more careful, he didn't speak in front of Doeg, or maybe had he, you know, something, something might have been different. But the bottom line is, is that clearly David shared, had no real responsibility for their death. But here David tells Aviatar and takes responsibility for it, even though it wasn't his, where Saul not just did, you know, didn't take responsibility for his failures, but he was obviously the one who was responsible for such wanton slaughter. Shiva'iti, you can stay with me, Altira. Basically, David is saying, stay with me, do not be afraid. You know, I will protect you. I owe it to you, so to speak. I will protect you with my own life. If someone wants to come against you, they'll have to come through me first. It will, it, I, you are with me now as, as a as a mishmeret, as, as, as something, as, as a person that I'm responsible to guard, I'm responsible to watch. This concludes an extremely painful chapter, and we, get, we see just how far and how badly, how, how, how bad and how deep Saul has sunk. Um, now David, uh, by, uh, by adopting, so to speak, Eviatar, he now not only has a Navi, a prophet, God, with him, and an army with him of the 400 men that we mentioned before, and his parents and family, his parents are, are, are in safekeeping, and his other family members are with him. Now he has a Kohen, a priest, a guitar with him. All, all of the components of a future king are being put in place in the camp of David. However, he is still on the run, and um, we will pick up from here. Again, when we study chapter 23 together, looking forward to studying chapter 23 and the rest of the book of Samuel. Thank you so much for studying chapter 22 with me together.